Hello, everybody, and thanks for being tuned in to the Drumming for Justice podcast. I'm Flood the Drummer, and it's Wednesday, May 23rd. Big story on the internet, NFL has approved penalties for players who kneel during the national anthem. Joining me to discuss this story is Ike Raw. Drumming for Justice podcast. Yeah, what up? Yeah. You're I'm good. So listen, man, I know you're like one of the biggest sports fans. I know uh, you do and cover Raw Sports as a segment on your uh, podcast, Raw Talk with Ike Raw. I have to imagine that you have an opinion about the NFL approving penalties for players who kneel during the national anthem. This is a story that just broke today, Wednesday, May 23rd. It's one of the top trending topics on Twitter. What's your thoughts? Um, before I say anything, I just want to read this quote from uh, NFL commissioner Robert Goodell today. Roger Goodell. Ro- yeah, Roger. Roger Goodell. I'm sorry. Here, here's what Roger says. We want people to respect. We want people to be respectful of the national anthem. We want people to stand. That's all personnel and make sure they treat this moment in a respectful fashion. That's something we think we owe. But we were also very sensitive to give players choices. Now, with that being said, what he's saying basically is that just like, you know, many people have been saying from the beginning, it's not about the flag. It never was about the flag. It never was about the national anthem. The players were protesting. Colin Kaepernick explained when he first was asked, why are you sitting during the national anthem? He said, I am protesting against the, you know, injustices against black men being shot, unarmed black men being shot by police. And, you know, just the injustices overall as black people that we go through. That was the issue. President Trump comes out and says, they're disrespecting our flag. They're disrespecting our flag. Get those SOBs off the field. Ever since then, it's been all about the flag. People trying to, they try to make it about the flag. They try to, first, they try to make it about the military. No, it's not about the military because you have a military server who used to be in the NFL who came to Colin Kaepernick and said, listen, he's the one that told Colin Kaepernick, you know, take a knee. It's more respectful that way. Now, he's a serviceman. He's telling Colin Kaepernick, take a knee. I've talked with the servicemen. They feel as though you're taking a knee. You're not disrespecting anything of that nature. So how can the NFL come in and say, you know what? These owners, and it's crazy to watch these white owners on TV all morning, all of them giving quotes saying, you know, just having smiles on their faces, like basically saying we don't have to worry about this again. These, you know, players were not, and just, not to say that it was all black players, it's just the fact that majority of them was. It started with Colin Kaepernick that, you know, that was protesting. I'm just, I'm just disgusted that the NFL would do this and that the owners, well, it's no secret that the owners, you know, would vote on this and they wanted this to happen. But my thing, Flood, is what I want to see, what players are going to buck the system? What players are going to say, look, I'm still going to protest? What players are going to say no? Because if you don't, one of, the, one of the rules is if you don't want to be out there for the anthem, stay inside. So the media still is going to know what players didn't come out for the anthem, right? Yeah, I think there's going to be various ways in which people can still protest, even if they stand up. They can, you know, I don't, I don't think it said anything about saluting a fist um, or anything like that. Um, but a, a further in the statement from NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, he says it was unfortunate that on-field protests created a false perception among many that thousands of NFL players were unpatriotic. This was not and was never the case. So, I mean, in, in the midst of all this, he does acknowledge that the, the perception that protesting during the anthem was unpatriotic, was false, 
That's not what was happening. And so you got to give him some credit there. Uh, he goes on to say, though, this season, all league and team personnel shall stand and show respect for the flag and the anthem. Personnel who chooses not to stand for the anthem may stay in the locker room until after the anthem has been performed. I think that's also a really good concession. Now, I don't think the rules should have been created at all. But at the same time, you know, when you join a team, you join an institution, you kind of have to follow whatever those rules are. Or you can choose to leave the, to leave the team. What I think should have happened, though, is all of the time and effort the NFL put into to figuring out how to mitigate player protests, they could have actually tried to mitigate what the players were protesting about. All of the, all of the, the money, all of the, the convening, they could have been in neighborhoods talking about police brutality, coming up with solutions, matching funds for police departments to buy body cameras. There's a lot that they could have done in between when Colin Kaepernick did not get his contract renewed until now that could have appeased the players in a way that would have felt the NFL made a, a, a meaningful contribution. Now it just looks like the NFL, a bunch of white owners are trying to police black bodies. That's exactly what happened, Flood. I mean, you got to understand, this goes back to, you know, because you brought up the money situation. Remember the $89 million that they gave with the coalition that Malcolm Jenkins was, a, you know, part of? Right. And, right. And they, you know, some of the players were mad at him for taking the money. Earlier this week, they just finalized it. It was an $89 million deal for social justice platform, which players to help address some of the underlying issues that were, you know, under protest. So is it kind of ironic that, you know, now that we finalized the deal, now we're giving you this $89 million, now we're going to put these in the rules in effect? I mean, it's a Who whole Who gets the $89 million? Does the $89 million go to players? Those players then get to choose what causes they want to donate to? Right. Well, that was the big thing when, when they accepted the deal. That's what everybody was saying. You know, where's the money going to go? Where, you know, and, you know, Malcolm Jenkins was ahead of that coalition. And, I mean, he, he he has to answer those questions. Like, I mean, what are y'all doing with this 89 million? Is it going to certain neighborhoods? Is it going to certain teams? Is it going to, I mean, we don't know. Well, see, the protesting was, was starting to eat away at the NFL's bottom line. People were boycotting. People, the ratings were going down. It, the sport had become political. Uh, and it seems that nowadays almost everything is political. The NFL used to be one of those things that at least appeared to be immune from all of this kind of, you know, uh, partisan politics. And so I think that the NFL owners were in a desperate situation where they wanted to seem like they were sympathetic uh, and empathetic to the causes that players were bringing up. But at the same time, they had to try and repair the business. I think that in their back of their mind was also Vince McMahon. Oh, uh, you know, WWE chairman is about to launch his XFL. There's about to be uh, some competition here. How do we stop this, this sport from being so political? And I think that ironically, by passing this rule, they've made it even more political. Exactly. That, that That's the first thing I said when they did it, Flood, just watching people talk about it, a bunch of the NFL, you know, legends that used to play and, you know, commentators today. They said, we don't know what the NFL was thinking, you know, putting this out there today. It makes no sense because you have in there that the player won't be fined, but the team can find the player. I mean, or the, you know, the referee can give them a 15-yard penalty if they see somebody kneeling on them. You know what I mean? It gets crazy. So mm -hmm. they have to, you know, I think they have to do go back to the table, understand, look, just like you said, what can we do to make things better? What can we do? Because if you just saying, listen, you guys can't protest, you can't disrespect the flag or whatever. So what about, you know, the players like J.J. Watt, once again, who raises money for hurricane reliefs? What about when it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month? The players, you know, they, they allow them to wear pink for breast cancer awareness, stuff like that. So 
if you're going to say that one issue doesn't matter, you can't, you know, recognize this issue. They're protesting. Well, I guess, I guess when they when they wear a pin for breast cancer or stuff like that, that's not a protest. That's seen as if we're in line with this cause and we're doing something, you know, very on the minuscule level to show that we are aligned with this cause. Uh, I, it's not considered a protest. They're not protesting breast cancer. They're not protesting hurricane relief. No, no, no. has been in line with that. I know. That's this. Listen, hear me out. That's my point. The NFL, this whole thing only started because the NFL started getting paid, paid to televise the national anthem and let the people bring out the flag and all that. That's when it started, Flood. They get right. paid to do this. Now it's no, a big deal. Right. Breast cancer awareness. They get money. To, you mean for the players to wear the pink? They make money. NFL selling them towels, the pink towels, and pink cleats. It's all about the money. As long as they make the money, just like you said, it's about their bottom line. When you protesting on my field, people are not watching anymore, allegedly. Sponsors are t- coming out, alleged. So I'm losing money. But when I can make these pink socks, these pink whatever, you mean for breast cancer awareness, yeah, you can, you mean, yeah, go ahead and do what you want to do. But it was a player, D'Angelo Williams, his mom, breast cancer, right? He wanted to wear pink for his mom when it wasn't breast cancer awareness month. What did they tell him? They found him. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like, come on, man. Like, wh- like wh- what are we doing here? But again, those are the rules. People are choosing to participate in this. They're not really doing much to fight back against it. Uh, I mean, because really the players can control this sport. They can revolt and still, I think, in my opinion, keep their jobs because they have more leverage. That's um, they may not think they do, but they have more leverage. They do. Uh, I want to read some of the, um, the, the comments on Twitter. Again, this is about mm. the NFL approving penalties for players kneeling during the national anthem. In the new ruling, players who come onto the field are required to stand for the national anthem or the team will be assessed a 15-yard penalty. However, players and personnel who choose not to stand for the national anthem can remain in the locker room until the anthem is performed. Uh, Albert Breer, A-L-B-E-R-T-B-R-E-E-R, on Twitter, at Albert Breer, says new NFL policy will require players on the field for the anthem to show anthem uh, and flag, quote, appropriate respect. Teams, not players, can be fined for not adhering. We'll allow players to stay in the locker room. Teams will set their own rules under conduct detrimental. I thought that was interesting, the appropriate respect, because that term, to me, is subjective. I can say that me kneeling is respecting the flag because I'm respecting what people died for. Uh, but here's, a, here's one that's really interesting. Uh, at Francis M. Maxwell on Twitter, at Francis M. Maxwell says, the NFL acts as a perfect representation of conservative logic in regards to police brutality. They'd rather spend time, resources, and money burying the issue than address it, either ignore and attempt to silence those who speak out against racial injustice than face it. Mm. That sums it up really good. That, that was that's that that's what players been saying. That's what you know everybody who's been paying attention been saying. <clears throat> Who cares about the issue? Because let's not you may act like we don't know what's going on. A lot of these owners don't care about the issue because it doesn't affect them. And, you know, um, Shannon Sharp brought up a great point. You know what I mean? Here's the great point. Robert Kraft, right, who's the owner of the New England Patriots, was just where? At prison, visiting Meek Mill, right? Mm-hmm. So do you care about these issues or not, Robert Kraft? Because this was a unanimous decision to say players can't protest. The same thing that you went to the jail and stood in front of them cameras. Well, I think that Meek Mill was, wasn't Meek Mill different? I mean, Meek Mill wasn't necessarily a case of police brutality. Um, well, I guess it was in the no. beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, he was framed. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. 
he got the unjust sentence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all that ties in with me. Yeah, all yeah, this is... Plus that cop beat him in the beginning. That oh. doesn't even started it. Ripped his, his braid out. Yeah, exactly. So that goes into all that. That's what I'm saying. What, right, fair point. Right. And, and what they're saying is that because Meek Mill is famous, he goes back to that again. But Colin Kaepernick is kneeling for the people that's not famous, for the people that don't know Robert Kraft, who you won't come visit. See? But now you, Robert Kraft, our owner, you just voted unanimously today to have penalized people who are protesting the things that you say you support. Mm, yeah. So well, on Twitter, to your point, on Twitter, at RyderTQB, uh, Tamar Q. Barbash, at RyderTQB says, I can tell you how to get NFL players to stop kneeling during the anthem in three words. Hear them out. This isn't about disrespecting our flag. It's about a real race issue that they want addressed. So address it. Show them you care. Take steps to bring change, and they'll stop kneeling. Uh, you don't think that the $89 million is enough to show that they care, or do you think that's just to placate the players? Flood, do you remember when the first story first broke, when the $89 million broke? I, I couldn't believe that, you know, they accepted this money. Mm -hmm. I said that. I said, are you serious? $89 million? I said, you guys accept the $89 million. Where is the talk with any owner who, you know, gave y'all money, donated the money, where is they pledging money in their single cities? Just like you said, when are they going out talking to these officers, letting them know that all black men aren't dangerous, all black men aren't killers and drug dealers? When is they going out, you know what I'm saying, talking to the homeless, you know what I'm saying, see if they can do better in the community? When is they going down talking to these judges, asking these probation officers and everything why they don't have the proper resources I mean to stop putting people in jail and giving them the adequate stuff they need? That's what we're talking about. Not just, just like you said, here's 89 million, give them that. And they're going to go away. You haven't heard nothing else from Malcolm Jenkins and mm. his coalition after they got this $89 million. And just like I said, it's how ironic is it that when that deal is finalized this week and the $89 million is going to be shelled out this week, now we have new things in order where players are going to be penalized for milling because they're saying basically, look, we gave you niggas $89 million. Leave us the fuck alone. Why are you still protesting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, the kind of elephant in the room and all this is Colin Kaepernick. He's the guy who started the protesting. He's the guy who's not working because of the protest. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Kaepernick, but here's an interesting tweet that kind of speaks to why I brought up uh, Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and this uh, comes from uh, Twitter user Chris Bitterman, at Chris Bitter, B-I-D-E-R, man, Chris Bitterman. He says, so the NFL is trying to prove it wasn't colluding against Colin Kaepernick while owners unanimously approve a new rule that can punish players for kneeling during the anthem? Okay. I mean, they, they kind of have a point, right, that, you know, by, by putting out this rule, this shows that the reason they didn't on the team is because he could have inspired that, that sort of protesting on their teams. He would have been divisive, and that was the way they kept him out. Uh, there was a story published this week uh, all around, including on N uh, NBC Sports, with the headline, Kaepernick collusion case proving that teams viewed him as a starting quarterback. Uh, and so they saw him as a value. They saw him as talented, but it was that protesting. They just wasn't going to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, we knew that from day one. I mean, I don't know why anybody's surprised. Nobody's surprised. I mean, it's just like at the end of the day, man, it's smack in the face once again to black America at the end of the day. Just watch. Just, I mean, if anyone isn't disgusted like I was, is watching these white billionaire owners all day smiling, you know, just saying, yeah, we could, now we can go back to playing football. Now we can go back to, you know, just basically 
What they really want to say is now we can go back to making money again. That's what they really want to say. They don't care about black men getting killed by the police. They don't care about none of that. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to sign, you know, someone who domestically abused a woman. They're going to still sign people who, you know, drunk, you know, drive drunk and, you know, get arrested for drinking and driving. They're still going to sign people who do stuff like that. So at the end of the day, you're really saying black issues are not your concern. You know, don't bring it on my football field. I pay your black ass to run. So I assume, Ike, you're not going to pro uh, uh, boycott the NFL or anything. If the. Just like I said last season, if I see players taking a stand and protesting, let's get it. Mm-hmm. Let's protest. This is the perfect opportunity right now for all the players to come together and say, you know what? Come on, this is ridiculous. If we can't all stand together now, like, come on, don't matter what race you is, black, white, don't matter. They, they literally, literally, literally telling you, you get paid to run the football, catch it, throw it. Sack the quarterback. That's all I pay you for. I don't care about what goes Sounds on. Sounds like a plantation. Like, listen, here's what you do when you get out there. You stand up when we wave the flag. You go into Rudy's balls, and then you go home and be grateful that you're living the life that many dream about. That's why I tweeted earlier. I said the NFL brought slavery back in 2018. Mm. Well, a lot of people refer to the NFL as plantation, uh, as a plantation. I think there is some, you know, uh, some links there that, that are valid. Um, but again, you know, these these players surely have a choice whether they want to engage in something that they don't feel is a good culture fit for them. Uh, you know, maybe they want to leave and join Vince McMahon's XFL when it when it uh, ends. Maybe they find another way to protest. Right. The protest says you can't kneel. So stand up and put your fist up. Stand up and put your head down. Don't put your hand over your heart. You know, uh, there's other ways to get around this. Uh, and maybe the NFL will continue to, to dive into the loopholes and close the loopholes. Um, but at that point, if they continue to do this, they will have the opposite reaction they wanted. They will continue to politicize the sport. They will continue themselves to be divisive. Well, Flood, that's just it. The things you just said, they can be penalized for them now. If you put your fists up, if you do anything... But you can't the- even put your fist up. Right, that's in the language, because that's what they said. That can get you a 15-yard penalty. Uh, this well, that's that's the bullshit, then. Right. That's why everybody's saying we don't understand this. We don't know what they was thinking. Like, it's crazy. I read it off earlier this morning when I did it on my uh, Raw Sportscast uh, this morning. I read so did it. Donald Trump win? Is, is Donald Trump a winner in all of this? Absolutely. Did he get his way? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's important to know this is a tweet coming out from L.A. Times Farmer. This is Sam Farmer from the L.A. Times. Uh, and this is coming out about 2.30 uh, in the afternoon on Wednesday, May 23rd. He says, 49ers owner Jed York abstained from the anthem vote, thinks a deeper look is required, and said his team will not make concession sales during the anthem. Quote, I don't think we should be profiting if we're going to put this type of attention and focus on the field and on the flag. So that's an interesting take. The, 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 the team owner, of which was the last to employ Colin Kaepernick abstained from the vote about protesting during the anthem. But you see how they'll put it out there, unanimous vote, like all the voters was with it, like all the owners voted, you, you voted with it. Understand what I'm saying? And it's crazy, man. Just say who didn't vote. We we understand unanimous could be your main 10 to 2, your main 15 to 5, some, something like that. But I agree with what he's saying. Somebody brought that up earlier. Are y'all going to close the bathrooms now? Are y'all going to make sure everybody's standing up for the flag? Just like he said, concession stands going to be closed now. Since the flag is that important, the national anthem is that important, everybody in the stadium should be standing up, right, with their hand over their heart. 
Everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Well, I think I think that's interesting for me. I I just find that fascinating that the team owner uh, for which Colin Kaepernick was last employed was uh, one who has now publicly been named as someone abstaining from the vote. I would love to get deeper in his head and try and understand why he did that and what he means when he say acquired. Uh, why didn't he voice that when it was actually happening in real time? Why didn't he show that level of concern? It seemed, you know, I mean, I wasn't following as deeply then, but it, I, I don't remember Jed York ever coming out and saying, I don't really have a problem with this. No. And, you know, at the end of the day, maybe we need to understand, maybe he's had t- conversations with Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick because they used to work for him. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe he gets it. Maybe he has been doing things that we don't know about. So maybe he maybe he got it all along. Understand what I mean? He never wanted to come out and say, I'm going to fire Kaepernick when they asked him about it when the first went down. He, and he put the statement out there, you know, if he wanted to protest, he could protest. You mean, mm. that's, and that's it. So now he's coming out saying, look, I didn't vote for this. I, we got to de- look deeper into this. And what he means is we got to listen to them. We got to listen to them and find out what really is the issue. It's not about the flag. It's not about the national anthem. It's not about the military. It's about things that's going on and the communities that these black men was raised from that they were lucky enough to make it out of. So now they have a platform where they can draw attention to these issues and they want to use it. Who are us mm-hmm. to stop them? You mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I guess that that's all that really needs to be said on this issue. Uh, the, 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 the Twitter verse, if you will, seems to be pretty uh, one-sided uh, so far with what I'm reading. Nobody, I don't, I don't really see anybody who's cheering this, uh, uh, policy on most people are just kind of uh, seeing this as uh, unnecessary, uh, hypocritical, unpatriotic, um, and ironic. Uh, the fact that you're forcing patriotism on on people who have the right, if they wanted to be non-patriotic, even though that's not what this is about. But black men in America, if they chose to not quote show the appropriate respect for the American values, I could understand why they would choose to do so. Absolutely. They live a different experience. And that is the issue, Flood. That is the issue, man. White America, and you know, people say all the time, oh, I can right, Well, last thoughts on this issue. Uh, I can run any last words, parting words for Roger Godell or any of the uh, the team team owners or even any team players who may hear this? For the team no? players. Oh, oh, no, right. yeah. For the team players, oh, okay. first of all, I want to let the team players know this is your time right now to take a stand. Literally, no pun intended, to take a stand <laughs> like right now. It's mm-hmm. Because this is some bullshit. If you really care about the issues, you cannot be stopped. You cannot be stopped. A lot of people died. A lot of people protested and died for stuff they believe in, man. So if you really believe in it, stand up. And for the owners, you, owners who voted against this, you guys, I can understand. You guys don't understand the issue. You don't care about the issue. Hey, that's you mean who voted for it? Yeah, the the ones who voted for the uh, for the um mm-hmm. for the for the for the rules to be in place. I'm talking to them. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I know you guys don't come from where we come from. You don't understand the players' issues. You, you mean you really don't understand why they would want to stop your money and protest on your field. But maybe you need to have that conversation when you're drafting these players, when you're shaking their hand, when you're loving them in that locker room, when they win championships for you and all that. I mean, go home to your wife and your kids and look your kids in the eyes and tell them you don't care about. I mean, uh, Alvin Smith's brother who got killed by a cop when he was doing nothing wrong. You know, go and, and look in your kid's face and tell him that. If you could do that, then, hey, I respect you. Hey, speaking of NFL and, and cops, uh, I, I, I think I would be remiss to close this podcast out without mentioning 
the irony too here with um and damn it, I should have had it in front of me. I'm trying to pull it up now. But isn't there a a, a story now? Uh, I think that broke yesterday that a town, I want to say Minneapolis, but a town is is um, trying to brace the community for the release of an NFL player who was tased by the police. Uh, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, no. the jail he was in jail for a long time. No, there's an NFL player who was tased by the cops. It was on. It was caught on video, and the the town is afraid of releasing it because of of, uh, uh, oh, of the community's reaction to it. That's the NBA player. You talking about Milwaukee? You haven't heard that story? Yeah, yeah, that's the NBA player. I was talking about that this morning. That's Sterling Brown for the Milwaukee Bucks. He yes, yes, Sterling yeah, Brown. Yeah, he yes. got tased. He was parked in a handicapped spot in the Walmart. And uh, they released the foot. Uh, they released the footage today. It happened on January twenty sixth. They tased right. them. They said yeah, the footage. And you know what's so crazy? And that's what I was going to talk to you about too. So, we so got, there we was an article that came out on May twenty second about it, or I should say, there was yesterday. Yeah. Um, and they were saying that they were they were trying to brace the team for backlash because they're expecting once this video comes out, it must have not been pretty, and they're expecting uh uh you know they're expecting some backlash about it. But again, it's just kind of interesting the NBA, but. But it's it's all entwined, race and sports. Yeah, the mayor has come out in many uh, Milwaukee. The mayor has came out and said the video was disturbing. He's he he you know he's feel some type of way. One of the cops was suspended for fifteen days today. Uh, the other one was suspended for ten days. It's a lot going on today. They made a video flood. Let me say this real quick. The the Milwaukee police made a video when this story broke yesterday. They made a video yesterday with cops going around, you know, a shaky community head, but all black people flood. Puerto Rican cops, black cops going out talking about Milwaukee police are good people. You know, mm. like, come on, this is ridiculous, man. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. They always try to cover their ass after something happened, man. Come mm. on, man. Yeah, well, Milwaukee, Brown. yeah, Milwaukee Bucks rookie Sterling Brown plans to file a civil rights lawsuit against the Milwaukee Police Department as a result of being tased and arrested in January, according to his attorney, Mark Thompson. Uh, Brown and the Bucks have been told that the body camera footage of the incident will be released today. Uh, Wednesday, it's already been released, I, I guess, on some platforms. Uh, and and, and uh, they are saying that, again, they're, they're preparing for backlash in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, they're saying that this is this is very bad, uh, that he wasn't combative. And uh, th- this is going to be just one of those stories, another one of those uh, issues of a black man being mistreated by law enforcement. And, and this is why the NFL players were protesting, because of situations like this and because Police brutality is no respect of class. It doesn't matter how famous you are or how famous you are not. It can reach you. It can have an impact on your life. And if nobody says anything, this shit can go on unmitigated for decades as it has already. This type of violence from, from, from police officers to black bodies is not anything new. Just because we've it's been thrust into the national spotlight because of protests, some people are acting as this is a new phenomenon. Black communities have lived with this, this fear and this distrust of law enforcement for their entire lives. It's baked into the culture of being black. Listen. And I- that's what people are protesting. That inherent fear of the police. The fact that that fear has to be present. The fact that police treat black bodies as if they're disposable. That's what the protest is about. Not no fucking flag. I'm sorry. I had a moment. No, don't be sorry. <laughs> That's what the fuck they need to hear. This is Drummer for Justice podcast. They need to hear that shit. When you look, look I'm going to just say this real quick and closing about Sterling Brown. On his face, they showed on his face, you could see the marks. They tased him, bruised him, 
They, mm. they fucked him up. You can see his face. In the, you know, the, the day after it happened, they were showing him warming up. He still played in the basketball game that day. His mm. face was horrible. Nobody really knew what happened until, until yesterday. Wow. That's crazy. Because wow. if you look at him, they were, you know what white people will say, Oh yeah, look at him. You know, some black people too. Oh yeah, he look like a thug because you know he got you know a lot of hair, Afro kind of like type, you know, skinny looking black dude. So yeah, oh yeah, well look, look at him, he's a thug. No, he's a he's a multi millionaire playing basketball for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I can well, give you your information for the people. Your last parting words, where people can find you and hear more information about you. Man, Ike Raw, man, make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast, Raw Talk with Ike Raw, Anchor Man, whatever, you know, podcast affiliates you affiliated with, like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on, Twitter, <laughs> on Twitter, at Ike Raw 1977, uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, I, uh, at North Philly, Ike Raw. Uh, you know, I'm around, man. You know, I'll, I'll be back soon, man. Uh, of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Flood the Drummer. You can follow Techbook Online. On Facebook and Twitter at The Real TBO Inc. And if you're an iPhone, iPad user, add Techbook Online to your Apple News Reader. Subscribe to the Drumming for Justice podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and wherever else podcasts are available. Leave us a five star and review. Uh, for Ike Raw, I'm Flood the Drummer. Until next time, I'm Drumming for Justice.